may not look like much. She's got it where it counts, kid. This is the Millennial Falcon. I'm Josh. And I'm John. And today, we're doing another Clone Wars rewatch. As John composes himself. I'm good. I'm good. You're good? I'm great. You're, good? You're great? Fantastic. John's just a little worked up and emotional because it's so almost our here. one year anniversary. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. <laughs> just happy to be along for the ride. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We are almost one year old. That's what I just said. I know, and I'm <laughs> confirming. Um, dude, I remember when this was just like conversations we would have, and oh, now yeah, we're dude. doing it. That's all. That's I'm very excited about it. We've been doing almost consistent. We had a little break there, but we've been relatively consistent for mm -hmm. most of the year, for a whole year. Yep. So... February 4th, I believe you said, right? That was our yep. official anniversary. Beginning of February. So February 12th is International Star Wars Podcast Day. Yes. So back in 1999, on February 7th, the first episode of the first ever Star Wars themed podcast was released. Mm -hmm. I forget the name of the podcast right now, but there's a guy that reached out on Instagram and he asked if we wanted to be a part of... Star Wars Podcasting Day, which were like, I think it's in the hundreds of po of Star Wars themed podcasts. Yeah, I had no idea there's we'll, that many out there. We'll release an episode on the week of the seventh, mm -hmm. just to kind of like celebrate our genre of podcasting. Yeah. So it's really cool. I even found a podcast that I started listening to. Um, believe it or not, they're they're well, they're going through the Clone Wars as well. So, mm -hmm. like, give you a little plug. The Pod Awakens. Yeah, I've listened to. I'm I'm listening to the, the first episode. Of the Clone Wars uh, rewatch, and I really enjoy it. Like, yeah, I checked them out too. I think the I think the hosts are Jordan and Logan, and they're doing really great. So yeah, I actually check out their podcast. Yeah, check them out. I I appreciated how because I started listening to them too a little bit just to check them out, and it is funny because we are we do have a lot of similarities with our podcast and theirs, but I do like how they tend to dive a lot more into the directors and the writers of each individual episode, mm -hmm. and I was like, that's cool. That's something we don't talk about that I I thought was kind of cool perspective for their podcast. Yeah. So but yeah, Star Wars Podcast Week. We're going to publish our, and we're going to kind of make it our one year anniversary celebration yeah. at the same time. So it'll be a big episode. Yeah. A very yeah. exciting episode. Yeah. So we're going to do some games. We're going to do some fun stuff on that episode. So February 12th, expect an episode from us for Star Wars Podcast Week. It'll be a very fun episode. Yeah. Can I, can I change the mood a little bit now? All right. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to bring us down oh, no. to only ho hopefully lift us back up later. All right. You do. I found you raise some... me up on, so I can climb a mountain. Is that how that goes? I have no idea. I know the song. Josh Groban. No idea. <laughs> um, so, friend of the show, Tom Kane. Yeah. Had a stroke in. I did not know this until today. Tom Kane had a stroke in 2020, late 2020. Ah. So he is officially retired from voice acting. And that made me really sad. Yeah, that sucks. Because we, we love Tom Kane we on the Millennial Falcon. We have him up all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, we've joking, we've joked about, like, we got to have him on the show sometime. Da, da, da. Yeah. And that just made me really sad. That, yeah. Like, 
That is sad. Yeah. That is sad. Like, I have major respect for Tom Kane. Like, yeah. he did the voice of Yoda, Senator Yular, and he did all the mm-hmm. narration. I yeah. think he did all the narration. Yeah, he did. Um, he he has appeared because of the narration, but he is in every single Clone Wars episode, and there's no other actor that can say that. Mm-hmm. Even D. Bradley Baker is not no. in as many episodes as Tom Kane. No. So, that's saying something. So. Hopefully he's, uh, I don't know how he's doing currently, but he's retired. So mm-hmm. hopefully he's doing well, enjoying yeah. his post-career life. Yeah. So all the best to Tom Kane. Yeah. Genuine thank you to Tom Kane for coming in on all our episodes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, we he's, he's a guest on every episode. That's true. That's true. And he'll continue to be here yeah. until we're done this series. <laughs> we love Tom Kane. We love you, Tom Kane. <laughs> Hear you nothing that I say. You must review the Clone Wars on the Millennial Falcon. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Review. Or review not. There is no try. We are doing Season 2, Episode 11, Lightsaber Lost. Speaking of Tom. Take it away. That was me impersonating you. (laughs) Yep, I love it. War creates opportunities for the criminal underworld. Ruthless mercenaries conspire with the separatists to disrupt and exploit the unstable situation within the Republic. Now, Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano descend into the treacherous gangster havens in an effort to find a corrupt and vile arms dealer who is buying weapons on the black market and selling them to the Republic's enemies. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. You said that weird. Uh, thank you. Um, so I actually legitimately enjoyed this episode. I genuinely yeah. had a good time, and you did too, right? I I liked the episode. I didn't love it. <laughs> I know you didn't like it. No, okay. I'm I've turned around a little bit. I liked okay. it, but it's not going to be one of my favorites. Yeah. Like it definitely does not do anything for the overall plot of yeah. the Clone Wars. It, it is definitely a side story. You know, it, it's a classic somebody steals something and then we have to go get it back kind of an episode. And that's literally the whole thing. Yeah. It does add one of my favorite things ever. Puns. Yes. It adds some really funny moments of Master Sinobu. Master Sinobu. Master, Sinobu. Master Sinobu is this old um, elderly Jedi who really doesn't get out, get out of the temple very much. No. So when a, when like... When he gets a chance to go out on a mission to help Ahsoka receive retrieve her lightsaber, he kind of is like, oh, I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I love how uh, Ahsoka, and this is the dad joke thing, and I'll let you say the joke, but <laughs> I love how Ahsoka's basically looking for this guy. She got a, a rough look at the person that stole her lightsaber, and it was some aquatic species of alien, like with uh, web- webbing and whatever it was that she said. And so she is talking to Master Sanube about this and <laughs> and he says you're saying there was something fishy about him? Yeah, love it. And I was just like that's classic. I love that so much. I'm a big pun man myself. Master dad jokes. And then she says, "Okay, Gramps." Like and no, like follows him and that's everything. That's so rude. Oh my gosh. Disrespect. Kids these days. Kids these days have no respect. Back in my day, we had to walk uphill to school both ways. Yeah. But John and I were saying before when we recorded this entire episode and realized that we weren't recording, and so now we're doing no. it again. We officially um, reached a <laughs> podcasting milestone, honestly. 
uh, uh, but we were just saying how, yeah, both of us would have never gotten away with saying something no. like that to an elder. I would have like, gotten some discipline. Oh my gosh. I would have been spanked and grounded for a month, like saying something like that to an oh. elder. I don't know about your mom. I don't know about your parents, but my mom, if she gave me a mom look, I knew mm-hmm. I was done for. Yeah. That was it. Like oh, yeah. in my house, I was more scared of my mom than I was of my dad. Uh, mine was definitely my dad, but my mom could definitely put the fear of God in you yeah. as well. Um. <laughs> Having said this, like I'm no way saying my my parents were tyrants. I love my parents. Oh, yeah. Me I too. love them. They're wonderful, but they were just a little strict. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ahsoka definitely struggles. I mean, it's the whole concept of this episode is that she's like going on this journey of learning patience and everything mm-hmm. and how to slow down and be observant and all these things because that's what matter, uh, Matt, wow, matter, Master Sunube is excellent at. But she definitely has some aggressive moments in this mm-hmm. episode. When they finally track down the dude that she's looking <clears throat> for, she literally like grabs him with the force and slams him against the wall. And yep. stuff. And in that moment, I was like, why isn't Master Sanube stopping her? He should be stopping her. Like he he should have been like, This is not the Jedi way, or like something like that. Like I was expecting him to like not like scold her or anything, but like kind of like yeah, correct, correct her. her in that moment. Cause she was just like full on aggression, like going all feelings, which is not what you're supposed to do as a Jedi. Yeah. So yeah. I think he was correcting her, but I think he was doing it really gently because the rest of the episode, like throughout the whole episode, you see him like slow, slow your mind, calm your mind, just be patient. That's fair. Slow down. I forget the quote. You you said it to me earlier. He has a quote about, um, oh yeah, the slower you go, the more you see or something like that. Let me pull it up here. The value of moving slowly is that one can always clearly see the way ahead. That's what I'm, that's the one. Yeah. That was a great quote by him. So Master Sunube is definitely my favorite part of this episode. Yeah, I love him as well. The like uh, he's my favorite character in this episode for sure. But I loved the chase scene. There's a chase scene where she finally tracks down the thief, I guess, that steals her lightsaber and she chases him through Coruscant, like the underground of Coruscant, mm-hmm. which by the way, they did a great job with like the atmosphere of like the underworld of Coruscant and everything. I love just like the visual aesthetic that they're going for with like all the smoke and it's just like that classic like slums kind of yeah. a, a vibe from it. And they did a really good job with it. In the underworld of Coruscant? Yeah. Yeah. But the chase scene was so good. Like I, I was legitimately thrilled like yeah, watching that... the chase scene and everything. That was a really good scene. Mm-hmm. Really like, there's well this done. really specific moment I think about when um, they're basically over top of the space highways or whatever you call it, where all the cars are flying through the sky, and they're on these big signs. And she slices the thief has her lightsaber, and she uses it to slice the signs. So the signs are all kind of like falling, and they're like jumping from sign to sign because she's super acrobatic, and of course Ahsoka has the force, so she's also quite nimble. But it was just this really thrilling scene of like, will they fall? Will they keep going kind of a thing? And it it was just really well done. Ahsoka almost does fall. A few times. Yeah. She was legitimately having a hard time keeping up Mm -hmm. with her. Yeah, it was good. So I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. It was also cool to see like, uh, because he is an elder Jedi and like he has so much experience, it was really kind of cool to see his approach to like going on a case. And he was so slow, like we're saying, but he was so observant. He felt like a detective. 
He did. Yeah, like he had a real detective yeah. uh, detective vibe to him. Well, the whole thing where they're like, where she, where they like storm into the guy who stole Ahsoka's lightsaber. They, st- yeah. they storm into his apartment, and she's kind of like frantic, like searching, and then and then you see Sinube. He's kind of hanging back, and he like he notices that the the girl that was in the apartment with her, who's like, oh, he's my friend, and he was killed. You like he's like a little sketched out, by her, like mm-hmm. kind of suspicious. Yeah, yeah. And he puts a tracking beacon on her, and that's where the, how they're yeah. able to find him later. So you do see a lot of his like detective yeah. skills. So, which by the way, that tracking beacon I thought was hilarious because there's a moment where like they escape and everything, and then he pulls out the tracking beacon, and all it is is a blinking light. And he's like, "Oh, they're at the train station." I'm like, how the heck do you read that from a blinking yeah. light? <laughs> Yeah, that, I thought the same. <laughs> I was like, there's no yeah. like information or data on this thing. <laughs> um, do we hear my biggest gripe with this episode? Yes. She never has to c- tell Anakin about any of this. Yeah. Like, she never goes... I feel like she... I feel like knowing Anakin a little bit, she, she could have gone to him and been like, hey, I lost my lightsaber. And he would have been like, Ahsoka, that's so stupid. What are you doing? Yeah. Now go he fix it. gave her a piece of his mind. But he he could have helped her fix it, or at the very least, like, been like, "Hey, you know what? You got to figure this out. You got to learn." Yeah, I I, I do. just I just don't like that she never faces a consequence. I guess the yeah. whole thing of having to go find it is a consequence. Yeah, but I just I don't know. The way I see it is, she basically fixed her own mistake. True. Like, like she wasn't paying good enough attention to where her lightsaber was on her belt, and someone picked it off of her and everything, and so she makes right her wrong like she goes on this huge quest to try to get it back and all this stuff and she you know at, at the end of the day she does get the lightsaber back and everything yeah. and she she learned a ton of lessons along the way about patience and everything so i don't know i feel like it was i, I was fine with that yeah. she also learned that, that weapon is her life yes indeed so as all jedi padawans must learn mm-hmm. i thought the ending was cool where she's like like kind of like, like giving the the younglings a little bit of a lesson. Yeah, that yeah. Was now really she's cool. teaching with Yoda and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nice. But then, okay, so that also tells me if Yoda knows about this, then Anakin must find out eventually. I mean, maybe, so, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, Yoda's kind of like like that's the part that bothers me. Like, you should, he's your master. You should mm-hmm. tell him. You should feel comfortable yeah. enough to tell him. I mean, maybe he will hear about it. I don't know what their protocol is no. about going on missions. Maybe she has to do a report after or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't Mission really have anything log. else yeah. for this episode. Shall we get to the ratings? Let's get to those ratings. What you brought me today is worth... Approximately 3720 to 1. Come on, let's keep a little optimism. Story, artistry, entertainment value, starting with story as always. What'd you give it? Okay, so story, I am going to go with 6.7. 6.7. I give it a 7.1. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought I thought it was really good. Like I I enjoyed this story. It was pretty classic. Like it's a classic formula. I thought they executed it well. It's a fun little side story. Like it's not like a great story or anything. It's it's the bottom end of good for me. But seven point one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I thought the like the dialogue and everything. Like I did enjoy a lot of the dialogue from Master Jinobe or Sunube. I keep saying his <laughs> I keep saying his name Jinobe. wrong. Master Kidobo. Uh, Master Jellybean. 
Um, I, I really liked just a lot of his words of wisdom and the writing and everything. So I, I, yeah. I appreciate the story aspect. I'm going to add just one more thing because I forgot to say it. Mm-hmm. But Master Sanube being a super slow driver was just really hilarious to me. Oh, yeah. When they're trying to track down the people at the train station. Yeah. Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. I love Ahsoka's on the, on, on the back of the speeder and she's like, okay, come on. Go. Go, yeah. go, go. Go, yeah. go. I don't know if you call those speeders like the. No, that's a speeder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because he pulls up on. It. He's like, "Where did you get a speeder?" And he's like, "The police loaned it to me, or whatever." And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, six point seven for me. Artistry, I gave it a seven point seven. I thought it was pretty good. It, it was mostly just because of the visuals. I really appreciated. Uh, wow, appreciated the atmosphere that they made with this, like I already mentioned, with the slums and everything at Coruscant and just the environment. They, they did a really great job at just creating a good story atmosphere. Yeah, I'm going to say 7.5. Yeah. And like, I mean, the performances weren't like blowing me out of the water or anything. Actually, some of the performances were pretty cheesy. Um, <laughs> but 7.7 for me. Entertainment value. I was very decently entertained by yeah. this one. I feel like this might be the highest score I give this one with a 7.7. I gave it a 7.9. Nice. Yeah. Um, Which makes my average score a 7.6. Mine is a 7.3. 7.3. I'm surprised you're even that high. I was expecting sixes from you. Me too. <laughs> By how much I bashed this episode yeah. <laughs> first off. Um. Which makes, I think I realized in talking about it more, I'm like, oh, you know, yeah. I didn't really hate it. I just kind of was like, I yeah. want to, I want to move the plot along a little mm-hmm. more. I think mm-hmm. it was my gripe. Yeah, it was just like, well, this was good, but like, I do, it was I bad. do always enjoy these like mm-hmm. little side stories. Yeah, they can be fun. Which makes our the Millennial Falcon official review score for season two, episode eleven, lightsaber lost a seven point five. Seven point five. That's another podcast. In, in the, the books. books. <laughs> we haven't said that in a while. <laughs> yeah, that was our ending for a long time. Also, you can follow us on social media at the Millennial Falcon Podcast. That's right. On Instagram. And join us next time as we cover one of my absolute top favorite arcs of the entire series. Not like maybe the top, but it's up there. This is one of my favorite arcs coming up. Uh, and that is Season 2, Episodes 12 13 and 14 the mandalore arc love it it was really good it was really it was very good all right see you next time okay bye bye